um, consistent with its normal method, which is totally biased and inaccurate um, and failing to provide proper coverage in a balanced way and therefore in breach of its own guidelines. Give our listeners some examples of uh, this bias. Well, for example, um, when the al hospital incident occurred, the BBC immediately said that it was Israel. And unlike almost every other news organization that was prepared to rec- recognize that it wasn't Israel, they con- absolutely refused to accept that. And they say it's difficult to tell. The evidence is unclear. That's an example. Um, and I'll give you another example. There was a pigua in Jerusalem. That's a terrorist attack. A terrorist attack in Jerusalem to, um, a few days ago. And the BBC, everyone knows what happened, which is that two terrorists who Hamas subsequently said were acting in its name got out of a car, with one with a machine gun and one with a, right, with a, a, um, a pistol, and started shooting at people at a bus stop, killing some of them. And they were then shot by a member of the public. Um, The BBC report was three people have been shot dead in Jerusalem after two attackers reportedly opened fire at a bus stop. So they don't say who the attackers are. Uh, They don't even say that it's clear that they um, fired people at a bus stop. They say that's reported, that, that there's some confusion. And that's because it's difficult to spin that story in a way that is positive towards Palestinians. And so they just simply leave the listening public completely confused as to who died, why, how, and at whose hands. That's a typical BBC report. Earlier on in this conflict, there was quite a large demonstration outside the BBC headquarters in London by pro-Palestinian groups alleging pro-Israel bias in BBC broadcasts. So I would imagine the BBC were probably thinking, OK, we've been criticised from both sides, so we're probably doing something right. Well, uh, they've put that argument to me when I've met, say, a, a former head of news or and very senior people in the BBC. The argument's a pathetic argument. First of all, one has to look at the quality of the complaints. And the quality of the complaints, they've never given me copies of any good complaints that they're um, uh, pro-Palestinian, that they're pro-Israel. There is no good evidence of that. But just supposing that they do make some report, there is some reporting which is in fact Uh, biased in favor of Israel, then they're making two mistakes, not one. The fact is they're meant to be accurate and impartial. If they are failing twice, once that I noticed and once that I didn't, that doesn't mean that they're succeeding. I understand you've been monitoring the BBC for a couple of decades already. Tell me why did you begin this project and how does the monitoring actually work? Um, I began the project because it it became obvious that the the BBC, it has to be understood, has far greater influence um, than any other media organization in the world. It it sets the gold standard because it has an obligation to be impartial and accurate. And therefore, um, it has a massive 
influence, unlike uh, others, that his stance, one, one knows from the start, is either left or right or whatever, and so you can discount it. Because of that uh, reputation, it, 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 it is having considerable harm when it's clearly in favor of one particular side to any dispute. So during the Intifada, the second Intifada, the campaign against Israel being conducted by the BBC became so distressing that the Israeli government was was really upset by it. And also the whole of the Jewish community in England was extremely upset with it. So being a lawyer, and because I had sued the BBC in the past for some political parties in England, I decided to use the same methodology to bring claims or produce reports demonstrating the uh, lack of the lack of impartiality by the BBC. So you have a team monitoring the BBC output around the clock? Uh, At the moment, I have a team monitoring around the clock. It's obviously an expensive and time consuming activity, but that's the method. The method. The thing is, if you make a particular complaint on a particular item, the BBC's constant defense is, well, if you look at our coverage over time, then you'll find that it's uh, very balanced. So the only way in which you can counter that is to monitor in a non-cherry-picking way, that is to say the same program time after time each day, and then look at what they actually produce over a period of, say, a month or so. And then you can demonstrate that the BBC is failing in its obligations on a, on a continuous basis and, in my findings, always in the same direction. What about BBC Arabic? Because there are claims that the coverage in Arabic, which is actually more important um, for this part of the world, is, is significantly more biased against Israel. Well, I think it's very telling that when uh, October the 7th happened, I think six members of the BBC Arabic team actually posted um, social media posts congratulating Hamas for its barbaric terrorist attack on Israel. And they were suspended. I suspect they're now back at work. But the fact that the atmosphere in BBC Arabic team is such that six people can think that it's sufficiently safe for them to post positive messages about that attack is an indication that there are probably many, many others in that team who would have posted it but weren't quite so stupid. And I I suspect that you are right, that the BBC Arabic is far, far worse. Unfortunately, I have not been monitoring the BBC Arabic because that would require not only daily monitoring, but also a a very heavy translation exercise, which I haven't done. So have you lodged a complaint with the BBC over their coverage of this conflict, this war now? I've lodged one complaint over the Al-Akhli coverage, um, which they've effectively partly accepted, but said that um, they've corrected it and therefore there's nothing else to correct. A very, very inadequate response. And it's that response, which I anticipated, by the way, because the the BBC complaints procedure is entirely run by the BBC. And it's, in fact, a highly lawyered defense procedure of the BBC. It doesn't actually work as a complaints procedure. So I anticipated the response that um, we would get, which is why I decided to start monitoring in order to be able to put forward a much more substantive complaint.
and when when will this be put forward? Uh, we're still partway through the monitoring period, and then we've got to do the analysis. So it's um, it's, it's it's going to take a little while. Uh, I would say two or three weeks at least. Unfortunately. Mm. Let's assume everything you uh, say is true. The question is, why is the BBC biased against Israel? Because it used to be thought that the BBC was staffed by uh, academics coming out of Britain's top university who were known as Arabists, the same type of people who would go into the uh, British Foreign Service. Now the allegation is that it's um, uh, staffed by left-wing progressives, the Guardian readers, if you like, with their uh, inbuilt anti-Israel bias. The, I think the way you've described it is very accurate. The, um, the BBC is, un, unfortunately, has come, into, has come into a situation where it's basically suffering from institutional bias. That is to say that if, if a person with view X wants to be employed by the BBC, unless that view fits with the rest of the, the people in that department, they're unlikely to be employed. And if they are employed, they're unlikely to progress very far in their career. That's the case with probably many organizations that become large and institutionalized. But it, it's quite clear that that is the case in the BBC. I met, again, a conversation with a former head of news at the BBC, and he said to me quite quite plainly that this my view of israel is simply different to his view of israel his starting point that is to say what he considers to be a balanced position is that israel is a sort of a pariah state so a, a view that's different to that is one which he considers to be a bit off off center and a bit a bit um wrong even balmy uh, so th that institutional bias is obviously maintained and strengthened as the institution continues because there's no corrective mechanism for um, uh, uh, showing them that they're wrong, such as an independent complaints procedure.